You're listening to the Adult and Teen Challenge of the Upper Cumberland Podcast. Now, your weekly message from Pastor Tim McLaughlin. Thank you for joining us again, for following us, listening to our podcast. Hope you're being blessed by them. I definitely would love to hear any thoughts or responses that you have. You can email those. Go to teenchallengeuc.org and just click on Contact Us. I would love to hear what you have to say. We've been talking for the last uh, three or four weeks about being motivated by His love, motivated by the love of Jesus. And we've been taking our scripture out of John chapter 17. As I've said before, John 17 is one of my favorite chapters. It's the, the chapter in which Jesus prays for Himself first, then those disciples of His, and then for all believers uh, it's it's all read, John 17, other than the very first sentence where uh, John the writer saying, Jesus spoke these words and lifted his eyes to heaven and said, and from there on, it's the prayer that Jesus is praying for himself and for you and for I. So I want to pick up today uh, as Jesus begins the transition. Last time we talked about how Jesus prayed for his disciples and, and really including us as disciples and followers of Jesus and what that looks like to belong to Jesus. So if you haven't listened to the, the last one, I believe it was motivated by his love for, go back and listen to that one. But today we're going to transition and look at motivated by his love, part five, John chapter 17, beginning in verse number 20. And the Bible says, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, that the world may believe that you sent me and the glory which you gave me I have given to them, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I desire that you also, whom you gave me, may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which you have given me. For you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you, And these have known you that you sent me, and I have declared to them your name and will declare it, that the love with which you loved me may be in them and I in them. Father God, we thank you so much for your word. I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to share your word, the gospel of Jesus Christ across these airways. And I just pray for each and every one that's listening. Father, bless our time together today. Give them ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to receive what the Spirit of the Lord would speak to them today. And give me the words, Father, that I need to speak. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, as I mentioned, Jesus is switching from praying for himself, praying for his disciples, to now praying for the rest of those in the world. And I love that because he starts off this prayer and the thing that I love, he says, he says, I do not pray for these alone, but I pray for all those others that, 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 that they would understand that it's you and me, me and you, them in us. He wants us to be with them. God never desired for us to be separate. So many times, I think people get this image of this God that is seated in heaven and he's so distant, but yet he says, I want to be near you. I want to be in you. I want to be with you. 
His Spirit in us. He declares these things to us. Verse 20 and 21, he says, I do not pray for these alone, but also for who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one. God desires us to be one, just as the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are one, that we also may join in that. I love this. Psalm chapter 133. Psalm 133, verses 1 through 3. It says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head running down the beard, the beard of Aaron running down on the edge of the garments. It is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. Man, God just, he says, he says, how good and pleasant for us to dwell in unity. You know, that's the problem right now. We've got so many denominations that, that everybody's wanting to do their own thing instead of being in unity. Wouldn't it be great if every church and every denomination that calls Jesus Christ Lord could work together in unity, being one as the Father and the Son are one and want to be one in us. God desires all of us to come to the unity of the faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, in His redemption. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 14, he, he tells us, he says, And He Himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of who? The body of Christ till we all come to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to a measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by trickery of men and the cunning and craftiness of deceitful plotting. See, God wants us to be unified so that we can reach the world. We talked about this in the last lesson. The problem is that so many people are being deceived and, and they're listening to the lies of the world because the world is speaking louder than the church. The church should be the loudest entity in this world because we, we can come together in Christ, being a unified body, declaring the good news of Jesus. But again, like I mentioned last time, the problem is so many of the churches are letting the world come in to define the church instead of the church going out and defining the world. We're not of this world. We should not try to look like this world. We should be separated and let people hunger for what we have. You know, if we come to this unity, if we, if we put our gifts together, we can equip the saints. We can, we can see the lost saved. We can, uh, we can see people's lives changed and transformed instead of being tossed to and fro. We talk about edifying each other as disciples of Christ, but we also need to edify those in the world. Do not mistake this word edifying for pacifying. To edify means to instruct or benefit, especially morally, spiritually, to uplift. Again, we, we, we don't need to pacify the world. Don't, don't tell them what they want to hear. Don't, don't make it a, you know, I'm not saying we got to be hard and not every message has to be a hellfire and brimstone. And we're not here to scare people, but, but we also need to point out sin. I, 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 as the executive director of Adult and Teen Challenge of the Upper Cumberland, I'm sharing with my ladies all the time, don't look back at where you came from all the time, trying to base your life going forward. That's, that's rear view mirror thinking. Instead, look out the windshield. Look forward. 
Let the word of God be a lamp into your feet and a light into your path, directing you forward in what you want us to, want to be in Christ. When we edify people, we should be able to bring correction with love. We should be able to tell people this is the blessings of God if you will follow those things. But again, what we want to do is we're looking at drawing crowds. We're looking at trying to get people to come in, and, and we want to create an atmosphere that we think is, is worldly that people will come in when the reality is they've got the world. They want something different. They want change. They want transformation. Jesus is praying for us, for us to go into the world, to share with them what God has done in us, that we may receive Him as we have, that they may receive Him as we have received Him. We are called to be a light in the world, but a light will show truth in flaws. Listen, as, as light bearers, and we get around people that are lost, we're, we're going to show light through the darkness. We're going to show light through their flaws. But showing that light helps them come to that knowledge that, hey, I need a Savior. I need deliverance. I need transformation. But listen, if we just try to become like them, how are we ever going to show light? How are they ever going to receive anything different from us? Psalm 18, verse 28 says, For you will light my lamp. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. Jesus said it this way in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 through 16. He says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. That's what we're called to do. You know, when you think about Acts chapter 2 and the day of Pentecost and the, and the Spirit of God fell, I, I just love that passage of Scripture. And they, they, the, the windows were open, and as they, the Spirit came upon them, everybody on the street heard them rejoicing and praising God. And, and people thought that they were drunk, and Peter said, We are not drunk as you suppose. But he began to share the good news of Jesus Christ. 3,000 people on the day of Pentecost were saved. And then from there they go into the temple, and, and it's at the temple gate that they see a man that had been lame, laying there for 32 years. And Peter and John said, Silver and gold we don't have, but in the name of Jesus rise up and walk. And that man got so excited excited who wouldn't be but you just got healed that he began to run around and 5,000 people got saved listen when the church becomes the light and lets people know that we have something to worship about others are going to want to come and they're going to want to join in that we need to let our light shine for the for the gospel of Jesus Christ we need to be different than the world we don't need to be conformed to the pattern of the world but we need to be transformed transformed by the renewing of our minds we need to the john romans chapter 12 verse 1 says i beseech you therefore brothers by the mercies of god uh that, that, that you give your body as a living sacrifice that is holy and acceptable to god we need to offer ourselves up to the to the gospel of jesus christ that that lives are going to be transformed first john chapter 2 verse 11 and 12 it says, but he who hates his brothers in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he is going because of the darkness has blinded his eyes. I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his namesake. Listen, when we become light and we share with others, they can, they can know the knowledge of Jesus Christ that he died for them and that their sins can be forgiven. They're never going to know that if we're just living just like everybody else. Jesus prayed for us that we would be one as He and the Father are one, that each and every one of us 
call upon the name of the Lord and we would be united as a great light to share the gospel message that people would come wanting to know what it is we have to rejoice about. Boy, what a great message we have. A message of redemption. A message that that our, our ransom has been paid in full and that we have the promise of eternal life with our Heavenly Father. Church, we have been motivated by His love. He loved us so much. Not only did He die for us, but before He ever went to the Father, He prayed for us. And as we looked at last week in Hebrews, we understand that He is still interceding for us today. Would you call out to Jesus? Would you make Him Lord of your life? Would you ask Him to separate you from the world? That you can be be one with Him. And that you can let your light so shine. I just thank you for the opportunity to be able to share with you today. I hope hope you're blessed. I hope you're getting something out of John chapter 17 that will just touch your heart and transform your life. Father, I thank you again for the opportunity to share. I pray that you bless each and every one. I thank you, Lord God, for the ministry of Adult and Teen Challenge of the Upper Cumberland, for lives that are being changed and transformed, not only on this campus, but in our non-residential programs, throughout our podcast, throughout our prevention program. Lord, you're using us to be a light. And I pray for those that are listening, they too would take the light of the gospel. Lord, if by chance there's someone listening that does not know you as Lord and Savior, may they call us today. We want to pray with them. We thank you, Father, again for this platform, and we just rejoice in your goodness and your mercy. For we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Until next time, hope you have a great week. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to know more about this ministry or consider supporting, visit us at teenchallengeuc.org.